0: Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, man, that's a tough loss. Flyers were in a real tough spot. Uh, more than anything, uh, I think it exemplifies... How important those two points were last night, uh, beating Carolina was just absolutely huge i'm sorry i wasn't able to discuss it here with all of you after that huge win and now we have to you know discuss a five two loss instead. but I think this is more a, a double post game we can We can talk about both games and really the team as a whole more than just tonight 's game um, I, I thought the flyers were just in. I'm not totally discouraged by this game. Now, this does make eight straight games uh, with two or fewer goals scored against a netminder. Of course, they scored three goals against Arizona, but as I keep saying, one of them was an empty netter, so I'm not counting that. Uh, When a netminder is in the net, the Flyers have scored two or fewer goals in eight straight games. That's real bad. Uh, But... uh, I think just the spot they were in tonight, the Stars have been off since Wednesday. They were the desperate team. Uh, They've sent some guys down to the AHL. They're shaking things up. Uh, They had the players-only meeting. They haven't won a game in regulation this season. And I know it's like, oh, they lost to a team that hasn't won in regulation this year, but they were going to fucking win in regulation at some point. It sucks it's against the Flyers, but so be it uh Flyers tail end of a back-to-back on the road they play one of the best teams if not the best team in the league last night on the road uh and get the victory and the Flyers are working in two guys who basically haven't been with them all season uh Kevin Hayes rejoins the lineup that's exciting he looks not totally healthy he looks rusty uh he's gonna take some time to work his way back in but He's back. And that's a good sign. Uh, It's they're better with him than without him, uh, even though he didn't look great tonight. Uh, He he flashed a couple of times, but uh, he's clearly, you know, behind uh, in terms of just conditioning, timing, all that shit, which is to be expected. He hasn't played. And Ryan Ellis coming back, he played what the first three games of the season. Uh, He's missed the last 10. So it it is what it is. Uh, I just thought it was a tough spot tonight. It was so huge to get those two points against Carolina last night. Um, I'm not totally discouraged by this one. I am still concerned by the lack of goal scoring. It's not good. Uh, The Flyers, while they're getting very good goaltending and the defense looks like it's coming around, they are not good enough on the back end to win games not scoring. I mean, they need to put up. I mean, every team in the league needs to put up three. You, you can't get by on, on two or zero goals. Like, you're going to lose when that happens. Now they've been lucky and they've played well and they've gotten the goaltending to back them up in a lot of spots, and their record shows that. They haven't been, uh, you know, it's not like they're losing every night. Seven, four, and two, it's not absolutely terrible at this point in the season. In fact, it's kind of what I was expecting. Um I've been saying all along, I think this is going to be a second half team. I think it's going to take time to get uh, everybody up to speed, new faces, um, all that stuff. I I just kind of thought this was going to play out like 2019 20, the first year with Elaine Vigneault, where, you know, visually they looked so much better than the season before, but, you know, the results were okay, but not super impressive up until, uh, you know, the new year, and then January, they took off. They were awesome from January to March until the COVID shutdown. I kind of think they're on that sort of trajectory. Uh, I tweeted last night, again, sorry, I couldn't be here for the post game. Carter Hart made 39 saves and stole a game against an elite team. If he can do it once, that means he can do it four times, which makes the Flyers' ceiling very high. Now, most teams never reach their ceiling. I'm not saying, oh, well, they did it, so, yeah, they're going to the Cup. I'm just saying it presents the possibility, if the goaltender is that good, that they can compete with those teams that, honestly, I believe are better than them. Um, I don't think Dallas is one of those teams, but Dallas – to their credit, they withstood I thought the flyers were buzzing early, and they just you could see it coming. they just really needed to get that first goal not just because of the record when they score first like you know scoring first you're probably going to have a good winning percentage you got you scored first you're in the lead uh, but it just that back to back fatigue uh, just the spot they were in again I, I keep bringing it up so and rather than repeat myself let's uh let's go to the requests no one on the request line yet. That is new. Uh, until we get one, we will go to the comments then. Uh, Jacob Senchak, what happened to the goals? Um, at this point, I think we can say what happened in those first five games that they scored so many goals. I mean, They were shooting like 27% or something. Uh, it's very clear that this team – Lacks the the offensive punch it needs, and now with Ellis back, uh, like we've been talking, and Ellis is a defenseman. Obviously, it's not like he you know he's one of the best forwards or anything, but uh, we we talked so much about the opportunities that Justin Braun was getting, and to his credit, he uh, he he's been productive, but. You know, if it's Ryan Ellis getting those opportunities instead of uh, Justin Braun, you can probably create a little more offense out of that. Now Kevin Hayes is back. Uh, I think it's a good sign, but this team doesn't have the offensive punch it needs right now. And uh, I want to talk about Morgan Frost a little later. So if anyone wants to chime in about Morgan Frost, I can bring up him. Uh, But we do have a speaker request now. It's uh, Jonathan DeHaven. Jonathan, you are live on the postgame. You know, uh, John. Jonathan, I'm having trouble hearing you. I'm sorry. But I, I think uh, first about Martin Jones, um, I, I didn't think he was that bad tonight. Uh, not not the goals weren't clean. A couple of them maybe could have controlled the rebounds better. But I wasn't discouraged by what I saw out of Martin Jones tonight. Uh, I mean, a couple of times, the Flyers, that new third line, uh, Broussard, Lawton, TK, whatever's going on out there, um, with the bottom six defensively, they need to get that straightened out because that they just slumped back. It was like a whole five guys playing Andrew McDonald defense at one point tonight, uh, leading to some chances and a goal for, uh, for the Stars. Um, I am concerned about the offense, and since you bring it up, it is um, – it is time that Morgan Frost joins this team. I know we're working Hayes back in and everyone likes the start Broussard got off to, but Broussard needs to be centering the fourth line with Lindblom and, uh, and Zach Mack. That's just the way it has to be. Uh, Morgan Frost, whether he's playing center or wing, I think it should be a sort of hybrid situation between him and Lawton. Um, I have his numbers written down. He had another assist tonight. He got an assist on the only Phantoms goal tonight. He's got 11 points in 13 games, 10 points his last nine games. Uh, He's getting two to three shots a night. Uh, Despite his one goal, he's shooting like 4%. Something tells me that'll change. Uh, I just think Frost needs to be up here. This team doesn't have the offensive punch it needs. He can't possibly hurt. He can't possibly hurt the offense any more than it's hurting itself already. Uh, And to the point about his, he only has the one goal. He's got at least two shots on goal in eight of 13 games. Like the goals are gonna come. He's a little snake bitten in terms of goal scoring, but he's still creating offense for a Phantoms team that by all accounts, and now listen, I don't watch the Phantoms every night. I rarely watch them in fact, because I don't have that kind of... A goddamn time. I got to keep up on the NHL. And like, shit, man, wrestling, come on. Uh, But the Phantoms just produce zero offense whatsoever. Morgan Frost is producing. Maybe he hasn't been elite down there like they're waiting for, but. Maybe he's just not an elite player, and he needs to be up here because shit. You telling me they couldn't use that kind of distribution and puck movement on the power play? You telling me they couldn't use a guy with a little bit more skill than they have right now? Frost absolutely needs to be up. Uh, let's go to Warren Brody. Warren, you are live on the post game.
1: Hey, Bill, how you doing? Uh, how are? Good. I agree with you. The goaltending's been uh, all we can ask for this year. You know, I'm glad to see Ellis back. Hopefully, he can stay in the lineup. Uh, As far as their forwards go, Emma, I agree with you. I think I'm just concerned that they really don't have a first line. I mean, really, G G is not really a first line player any longer.
0: I'm glad you brought up Drew because, listen, it's funny. a, A few years ago, I was being called a G-hater because I thought like his best years were behind him and he was starting to decline. Then, of course, he goes on the 102-point season. And he's been very good since. Uh, just in terms of Giroux tonight, I think I saw more bad turnovers by Giroux than like I've ever seen in a single game by him. It just seemed like his passes were getting picked off left and right. They were off target. Uh, he just did not seem right tonight.
1: Yeah, it just seems like you know, even going to Couturier and some of the other veterans, uh, you know, last night and tonight, it really wasn't a, it wasn't a fantastic effort by uh, the forwards. Maybe I heard I missed the first period, so I heard the first period was good. I'm glad to hear that, that but you know, the last couple of nights it was I just felt like the forward play was underwhelming.
0: I, yeah, and it it has been uh, just the scoring in general and. And those are the guys, if you're in a scoring slump, like Couturier, Giroux, these are the guys that need to get them out of it. Like they're the, they're the leaders of this team. They are the straw that stirs the drink in this offense. If they're not scoring, like it's awesome that Zach McEwen got a goal last night, but you probably can't count on that every night.
1: Yeah. I also think that Couturier, he, he needs to use his size a little bit more. You know, I don't think he needs to be throwing checks all over the ice, but he's a big guy and, You know, he's not a speedster, so he's gotta overpower people. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. I'm, I'm a little concerned and I agree with you with Frost and even think about someone like Max Willman as well, who scores six goals already this year. We don't, you know, we're not a lot of our players like Ashka Lindbaum. I mean, I'm not, it's really not, they're not that noticeable.
0: No, and I thought uh, Limblom, especially early tonight, stood out. I thought the first line, uh, now that JVR was up on it tonight with Kutz and G, I thought they had a very good first period. I thought JVR was more assertive tonight. Uh, He, of course, gets the one goal, but um, it's good to see him kind of trying to impose his will offensively a little more. The goals will start to come. I'm not – you know, I I have a love-hate thing with JVR. He's not awesome. But he brings a certain element that's important. Um, he needs to produce more than he has been. They have, yeah, I, I agree with what you said. They don't really have a first line right now. It's they're missing that. You just put them out there and you think something good will happen, sort of line.
1: Yeah, their salary caps kind of tight now. I mean, I, I don't. There's not a lot of flexibility to make moves.
0: Uh, no there isn't unless unless they figure out a way to part ways with j v r or uh get real creative in in other ways it's it's gonna be it's a it's gonna be tough for Fletcher to improve the team from here
1: yeah have a good night
0: take it easy Warren all right uh let's go to wyatt metzger Wyatt you were live on the post game
2: hey bill long time listener first time calling in here appreciate you hosting the show here. How are you tonight? Uh, Doing all right. Was actually in attendance in Dallas. It's actually uh, my girlfriend and I's first anniversary, but she was gracious enough to accept the fact that, hey, I live here in Dallas and uh, this is an important game for me to go to. Ah, well, congratulations. Uh, thank you very much, man. Hey, uh, thoughts here. Uh, you know, we've seen the PP, didn't see anything kind of today or anything. Uh, why do we take TK off of it? You know, Travis Konechny, one of our kind of dynamic playmaker types. I understand, hey, he hasn't been necessarily the biggest play driver, but why aren't we uh, utilizing him on PP1 or PP2?
0: Yeah, I I found that odd. Um I, the whole power play, and they looked better tonight. I mean, they couldn't look worse than they'd have the last few games. Uh, I thought they created chances. They had, a, they had as bad as sometimes they looked at points tonight, especially after the first period. Uh, they did have some bad luck. Uh, a bunch of pucks skittered across the crease, and just you know, guys just missed being able to bury them. Obviously, late, the Zach Mack goal gets waved off, which is just – I don't want to go on a whole things. It didn't really matter. The game was going to end. You know, they were going to lose the game one way or the other. But it is silly as hell that that play can be overturned one way but not the other. Like, either you want to get calls right or you don't. Why not just be able to say, that was a stupid whistle, it's a fucking goal? Like, that will drive me nuts forever. It didn't really matter tonight. But, yeah, um, uh, yeah. what else you got for me, Wyatt?
2: I mean, absolutely agree with you there. Like, one of those two call-offs has to count. Like, you can't call one one way and then call one the other way. But, uh, you know, it kind of is what it is. NHL officiating is what NHL officiating is. Um, You just kind of have to uh, learn to accept that things are going to I think you muted yourself. Uh, Yes, I did. Uh, I'm going to hang up there. Yep, there you
0: are. All right. Uh, lost Wyatt. Uh, if if you had more Wyatt, just call back in. I'll put you back up. Uh, yeah. It, the officiating. I mean, there was a couple uh, and it went both ways tonight. Again, like I'll never blame the officials for a game unless it's, you know, really egregious, but it just the stuff they called and the stuff they ignored tonight. I would like to know. Um, I would like to know what people thought about that call on Farabee because in my group chat with some people uh, who, you know, played hockey at a, a bit of a higher level or are now officials for uh, for some hockey or work around the game. Not anything higher level, but they work in and around the game. Um, uh, it was like split 50-50 on the call against Farabee. I wanted to know what everyone thought about that one tonight. Uh, I was for it. It kind of looked to me like he changed his intent from chasing the puck to making contact. Uh some other people said it was just a hockey play, guys chasing and they collide, shit happens. And I-, I see that. I just in real time I thought he got him high. Uh like he just hit him a little high. And maybe it's on the guy who joins the joins the fray late not to lay a dude out in that situation. But I, I can see it either way. I just want to know what maybe some people thought about that one. Uh Nikki Hall, Nikki Hall is joining us live on the postgame.
3: What's going on, Bill? How are you?
0: How are you tonight, Nikki?
3: Doing all right. Doing all right. Had a very in-depth conversation with one of my friends before I came here, so very thoughtful. Um, just some well, little tidbits since you mentioned it's from both tonight and last night. I'll get to last night because that was actually the better of the two. Carter Hart.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Carter
3: Hart. Yeah. Stellar. Like I think, I think, I, I think they mentioned it. I mean, of the shutout games and the games he's played this season, I think that was probably one of his more stellar performances in regards to, like, goaltending, even if it was just a 2-1 game. Yeah,
0: I – no, I, I – and, like, it's a 2-1 game against an elite team, Uh and mm. he needed – and, like, they got outshot by a considerable margin. He made 39 saves, and they were huge. I only – last night, I only got to see the first period – and then, like, the last five minutes of the game. But in the last five minutes of the game, like, he's the reason it didn't go to overtime. I know Carolina Mm. is, like, awesome, and they're going to finish ahead of the Flyers, but beating them in regulation is a big deal. Like, it means a lot to be able to do something Mm. like that.
3: Oh, no, without a doubt. Yeah, There isn't really much to say. I mean, honestly, watching those two teams duke it out last night was, like, hella entertaining because, like, Hurricanes are a really good organization. I'm not going to deny that much. Um, you know, it's it's defi- and I can definitely say from uh, from a Flyers fan perspective, I think uh, Frederick Anderson looks better in Carolina Red than he does in Toronto Blue. Um, that little tidbit aside, tonight, I mean, I'm going to be honest. The first period, you know, we were doing real well, it was only a one nothing game, and then we just looked completely gassed in the in the next two periods. I'm just like.
0: Now, you could could really see it coming tonight. Like, when they get some opportunities and they're pushing the pace, they're controlling the game in the first period, and they don't score and they don't score early, you can just tell, like – uh, yeah, uh-huh. fatigue. The back-to-back fatigue is going to set in, and this isn't going to go their way. And I, I will say, like, I am most of the time when they make a third period comeback, like they did tonight, and it's not even like they made a comeback, but they did make a push in the third period. And a lot of the time, I'm like, oh, good, you, you know, you, you made a push when the uh-huh. game was over. But it is a situation in which you go, oh it's the tail end of back-to-backs, and it just wasn't our night. Um, you, you can you can mail it in, and they didn't, and
3: uh-huh.
0: I, I, that was encouraging as uh-huh. well.
3: Oh no! Without a doubt, um, yeah, it, it's—I don't know—it's just—it's so crazy that they were like the little tidbit that they mentioned about Dallas is that up until tonight, all of their wins had come in either overtime or shootouts. So I'm kind of looking at that statistic. I'm just like that. Immediate—that's what is that? i like, well, I guess we're losing regulation.
0: <laughs> oh no! Like it all, like everything worked out. And listen, the Flyers' problems that we're talking about aren't just about tonight, which is. But, like, tonight specifically, with mm-hmm. working two guys back into the lineup, tail end of back-to-backs, you're on the road, a desperate team right. that's been off since Wednesday. They've had the shakeups mm-hmm. that they've had. They had the players-only meeting. Like, okay. Dallas, it's not a must-win, but
1: it kind
3: of mm-hmm. was for them. Oh, no, without a doubt. Um, you know, I remember when we had to have closed-door meetings, the same, they didn't work for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, no, it's just uh, – and the other th- and I definitely want to say, as far as their first game back, I mean I don't want to say that they looked terrible. they looked for what it was worth it wasn't they didn't look too too bad out there tonight. I'm gonna definitely say that much.
0: they looked like guys who were at preseason speed in the regular season. That's what it looked like to me,
3: yeah, pretty much um, and one last thing, um so that non goal on the first what 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 exactly like Did that look into into you, or was I just like... (sighs) You know, there was one angle. The whole time, I
0: was like... Because I went off on Twitter about a whole thing about black pads, and every goalie that doesn't wear black pads is stupid, because in these situations, Mm -hmm. there's absolutely no way for it to be called a goal on replay, because you can't find the puck. Um, Mm. I didn't think it went in, but there was one angle where it almost looked like you could see the puck. And uh, I, I don't know. I, to me, I don't think he scored, but there was just no way to tell.
3: Mm, okay, that's interesting. Um, I will have to say the one, I guess, little tidbit from tonight that I liked. And this will be the last thing, I promise. Um,
0: Nikki, I got all uh, night.
3: Watching. I have to say, watching the our first goal, like, what, what went down that made that happen? Who put – like, that there was just, literally chaos in front of the net, and then the next minute the goal crossed over the line. I'm just like, wh- I'm sitting here laughing, like, what the hell happened in that sequence?
0: No, like, and they had they had a bunch of pucks uh, earlier in the game, like Skitter across the crease. Guys just missed them. And, uh, you know, the goal, uh, the Sandheim goal that did or didn't go in, nobody has any idea, uh, couldn't see it. Uh, it it just seemed like that mm. was – I I got excited about that goal because it seemed like the sort of thing – that leads to, okay, this like the end of a slump. That seemed like a slump-busting goal. Like Finally, we got a bounce, and now w- the offense can open up a little. And, you know, to their credit, they got that goal. They also got a power okay. play goal tonight. Uh, too little too late, sure, but they needed to get one, and they did. Um, okay. I feel like some goals are coming. I'm down on the offense right now. I absolutely oh, think yeah. they need to bring up Morgan Frost. I think they need to do something to shake up this offense. I don't like this third line at all of Broussard, Lawton, and TK, but I think some goals are coming soon.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then as far as the one player that – the player that actually kind of made that happen, but well, one of the players was uh, San, uh, Travis Sanheim. Like, what's 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 going on with him? Like, he actually had a decent game tonight. I'm not going to The
0: lie. last couple of nights, I've been real impressed with Travis Sanheim, and it's for one reason. He's being aggressive. The only thing he's good at is that. If he wants to sit back and be like, uh, I, I don't even know. He's he, sometimes he it looks like he's trying to play like Braden Coburn and like that's not your game, bro. Like you're not physical. You're uh, just be you. Uh, yeah. And he's just seemed so much more assertive. Uh, he seemed so much more confident lately. That's like the I think the worst part about that goal not counting, other than like they lost the game, is I think it would have done so much even more for his confidence. He's a guy who looks like uh-huh. he's building confidence over the last couple of games. Him and wrist and I think have. Improved a thousand percent from uh, when they first got paired together when Riskellainen started the season a few days late. Um, I-, I thought netting that goal tonight would have just like been the icing on the cake for Sandheim, mm-hmm. and maybe he'd be off on a real good season like his first one
3: in three years. Mm-hmm. And all right, you mentioned the penalty what that you said, the Faraby penalty, the Faraby what,
0: penalty, what? the interference uh, where it looked like Hayes. And uh, a star were going for the puck, and Farabee joined late and kind of – I wouldn't say late a hit on him, but definitely interfered, like set a moving pick is how I'd put it. And it just kind of looked like he – I don't know. It it could go either way. I thought it looked kind of intentional that he hit him. Like his intent wasn't to chase the puck. It was to make contact.
3: Oh, uh Oh no, without a doubt. Um, I think in some, I definitely could see it from that angle. But the other angle that I can also see it from is that you know Farabee was going after uh, who was who else was chasing after the puck? Which
0: I think it was Hayes, and I forget. I, I, this is a. Uh, I have the box score right here. I can't remember who the star was that he interfered with. Uh, Joel Faraby against Rupe Hints. Okay, so it was like yeah, they're star tonight. Yeah, so he. Rupe yeah. Hintz.
3: Okay, so. So I think what I so I think in that whole sequence, I think Farabee may have like got overly excited and thought that you know Fritz or whatever his name was was going to get to the puck first. He thought he was going to have possession of the puck first, so he kind of charged at him. But I think he overshot and drew the interference penalty. I want to say there was some intent, but it wasn't like.
0: No, I don't think it was malicious. Like I don't think no, he was trying no, no. to hurt him. I just right. think like. It looked to me when they slowed it down, he changed his intent from chasing the puck to making contact, and that's when they called the penalty. That said, there absolutely should have been a retaliation penalty against Hints uh, for the slash after the call. And thanks a lot, Nikki. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, let's go to Tanner Robertson. Tanner, you're live on the post game.
4: Hey, Bill, can you hear me?
0: I got you. How's it going tonight,
4: Tanner? I'm doing okay. Um, yeah, thanks for doing this. Um, I guess, you know, the first question I want to ask you is um, if you go back to the start of the season and you would know that after so many games we'd be 7-4-2, and two, especially knowing that Kevin Hayes and Ryan Ellis would miss considerable time, would you be pretty content with the results so far?
0: Yeah. Um, just looking at the record, looking at the wins that they've picked up, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to beat up on some teams that maybe you're better than, but... Beating Edmonton for like their first or second loss of the year, beating Carolina for like their second or third loss of the year, beating Washington. Those were big wins for this team. Uh, And yeah, just looking at the record, it's basically what I expected. And that's sometimes I got to take the step back because we do these post games and it's a game to game thing. Like you you react to the game you just saw, regardless of what your big picture thoughts are. uh, And you get wrapped up in that from a night to night basis. But Overall, this is kind of what I expected. They're having trouble scoring. I think they're pretty good. And it's gonna take a little while for it to come together. Like this is this is exactly what I expected, except they're getting better goaltending than I than I was, you know, realistically thinking they were gonna get.
4: Yeah, that's kind of the only weird thing is like, you know, if I if I saw this was our record at the beginning of the season, I would have thought, okay, we're scoring some goals, but you know, maybe we have a little bit of a struggling, you know, goaltending, and our goaltending is phenomenal. I mean, Jones was maybe just all right tonight but he wasn't bad and he's been great in every other game um and like i think you know everybody's number one concern on the docket to start the season was is carter hart good or not and he seems really good so i i actually feel pretty content with the start of the season
5: so far
0: yeah that's like tonight was frustrating and i wish they just uh, like the the offense stuff it is concerning but like Coming off of last night's win, I'm only going to be so down on tonight's game because, man, this is – Looking at all the circumstances of this game, this is an L. Like, you write this one down if you you were going to, like, treat it like football and do win-loss, win-loss on the schedule. Like, this is an L.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dallas is, like, they have a pretty bad record. But, I mean, what, they're two years removed from the finals, and they got a bunch, you know. The,
0: yeah, they're a decent yeah, team. Yeah, so this, like, that's the.
4: Yeah, and even the year they went to the cup, they mentioned on the broadcast, you know, they started 1-7-1. You know, I, I think Dallas, uh, this was a Dallas win. It, it seemed very likely that this was going to be a Dallas win. So, it is what it is. Um, I guess my, my, my complaint tonight, and I, I hate to even bring it up and you'll know why, but, um, Lindblom does not look great, um, to start the season. Um, yeah. and like, I don't have an issue with him not scoring goals. You know, that takes some time, but he's, he's playing a little bit of sloppy defense too. That's.
0: Yeah, there was a – I think on the first goal, he blew that one coverage, and that's like (laughs) being in the right place is what he does. Like that's his – the goals that he was scoring before the cancer diagnosis, they were like a happy accident. We all felt awesome for him and we're like, oh, is he even better than we think? But nobody realistically thought he was going to produce at that level in the NHL. Uh what he does is the little things, and if the little things aren't there, it's, it's, it's a concern. However, I do think I like that fourth line right now. I think eventually uh, maybe it should be Broussard because like, I think Frost should be up. I think it should be Broussard with, uh, with Limblom and McEwen, but I thought they showed a little bit tonight. Obviously, it's a fourth line. They're not going to be great, uh, but there were some shifts tonight. I thought they showed some good things.
4: Yeah, I hope he figures it out. I I do like McEwen solely for the the fact that he just kind of like if I was just to draw what I think a hockey player should look like, it is Zach McEwen. So I always just like, yes, see him out. He just looks good in the Flyers jersey for for no other reason.
0: I just like seeing him out there. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's like I want. I want two really good players on the fourth line with Zach McEwen, just because. Yeah, exactly. He just—he looks like a guy I want to have a beer with. Honestly, like, he looks <laughs> like right. me. He, he wears a backwards. He, like he wears a backwards snapback hat and has a mustache and long hair. Like he, he's me.
4: Yeah, I was I was stoked for him last night when he got that goal. Um,
0: I, it, that was exciting.
4: Yeah, that's all I got for you. Thanks, Bill. All
0: right, thanks a lot, Tanner. Appreciate it. Uh all right, let's go to wyatt Metzger Wyatt you are back on the post game you're
2: still muted Wyatt hey Bill, um are. hey, can you hear me now? I got you yep hey thanks um hey, so just one thought uh there i mean uh i I definitely agree that uh Oscar imbaum might have might not have been as good in the defensive end as possible i did but I did think his forecheck check was very effective today um I was down in the uh, end that we were shooting him twice he uh I, I definitely noticed several times him knocking down a puck there. But uh, what are your general thoughts on, on the PP and what needs to get done there? I mean, obviously our, our zone entries aren't uh, doing very good. Uh, we're not possessing the puck for longer than two or three seconds into the zone, or else it's just a dump that's getting cleared back out.
0: You know, there's something, something I, I've noticed for a while, and it's the same problem uh, at five-on-five five, I see way too often, is they get a zone entry. And they get to, like, the top of the circle or the hash marks, and instead of just taking the puck deeper into the zone, they pull up and either pass backwards or wait for everyone to join them. Like, Get it back behind the net and see what you can do from there. like the goalie cannot see you if like you can get into his blind spot. It's very hard for him to track the puck. Uh, I just don't know when they have why when they have possession of the puck, they don't take it deeper uh you know towards the bottom of the circle below the goal line and try to distribute a little bit from there overall at the power play, it's just too methodical, too slow. there's not enough movement. There's not enough. uh, The puck doesn't move quickly enough and the players don't move their feet at all. It's just a stationary. Let's see if G can make something cool happen. Like that's what the power play looks like to me.
2: Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Uh, Definitely agree with your hypothesis, which you've had for the last several years that we need to get the puck behind the net more. Um, Final question here, and then I'm good to hang up um what what was your thought on kevin hayes performance tonight i mean obviously first game back post surgery uh first game back post his brother i thought he was noticeable but i mean obviously he's got yeah
0: uh i thought and thanks a lot Wyatt. um he made he made a few plays he could have been better obviously he looked like i said this earlier he looked like a guy playing at preseason speed in the regular season uh it's gonna take him a little bit um And we knew that it's, he made a couple of nice plays, but he looked slow. Excuse me. He looked slow. He didn't look, he didn't look healthy, honestly. And maybe that's my bigger, my bigger issue is I hope he's right. Like, I hope he doesn't look like this all year and it is just rust. Like if it's something more that he's got to play through and he's just kind of going to be a step behind all year because of it. Uh, let him sit and get healthy. Uh, they're holding their heads. I know they need the offense, uh, but that's why you like call up Morgan Frost. Do something else. Now, maybe he just needs a few games to get his legs under him. That is totally possible. It's even probably likely. Uh, but, man, seeing him tonight, again, he didn't look awful, but certainly did not look like himself, and it's something to keep an eye on without a doubt. Uh Harris Barnes, Harris, you were live on the post game.
6: Hey Bill, can you hear me?
0: I got you. How are you tonight?
6: Doing fine. Um, so Kachuria has 12 points in 13 games, but there are a lot of times where like I just don't think he looks the same as his Selkie self or his like 2017-2018 self. So that's my first point. And then also uh the Flyers have 13 games against like tough teams. Their next game that looks to be easy is against the Coyotes that's December 11th um seven of those games are at home but like you've mentioned on the podcast it does not get any easier um for the flyers i think 10 of those games are against eastern conference teams the metro is a bloodbath the east is a bloodbath it's going to be very interesting to see what happens it'll just be interesting to see if hayes can drive play like he did two years ago which was a big reason why the flyers were the best team in the league for those last two and a half months before the pandemic
0: yeah, without a doubt. Uh, it's it, the schedule. They're in the toughest part of their schedule right now. Obviously, like after the Olympic break and everything, it, things get more condensed, and that's always just difficult in itself. Uh, but they just have a lot of games against really good opponents. You, you mentioned how good the uh, how good the Metro Division is. That's what makes winning in regulation last night gigantic. That's why I'm not down on tonight's game. Like tonight's game kind of continued some issues with the team that I have overall, but like after last night, I'm only going to be so down because it's the tail end of back-to-backs and you have your backup in and net. Like you just played an elite team and beat them. How upset can I really be that you didn't have it on the second night in a row? Uh, to your Couturier point, I wanted to look at his last... Yeah, since the... Uh, so he started out Let me bring this up real quick. Couturier started out with nine points in his first six games. He's got three points since then, and two of them were against Arizona. Uh, Couturier hasn't been himself. That's it's very clear. The first line hasn't been uh, nearly as dominant as they've been uh, in the past, and I think that's part of the reason it got broken up tonight with uh, with JVR joining them and TK getting uh, dropped down in the lineup. But Couturier's the guy. He's the one C. It's it's kind of the offense. I know he has a lot of responsibilities, and there's other guys who need to create offense as well. Farabee's offense is dried up. Atkinson's drop, at, offense is dried up. But Couturier's the guy on this team, and he like he's got one point in his last four games. Like that's not nearly enough.
6: And uh, Bill can make another point. Um, looking back at like when the Flyers were damn good in 2019-20 where uh, they were the best team in the league before the pandemic, uh, it seemed like they were probably the most opportunistic team in the whole NHL and that made teams fear them. And obviously Hayes was a monster on the PK lot and had a lot of magic there too. Um, but it, like a methodical place when pace when the Flyers play five on five, I don't think they really scare anyone. And like, unless they're, getting on the four check and being opportunistic like the team did a couple of years ago, like they're going to have to find something different with their line magic or their power play is going to have to massively improve to um, keep playing at a seven, four and two pace.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, and Harris. I just got to tell you before you go, I love your uh, your avatar, your picture here with the the Danny Heatley looking for the one timer next to the dude with the puck. That's absolutely awesome. Oh,
6: like that—that's that's a mood forever. Like, yeah. I live a pretty mad life. I have to keep it like that. or i am going to go insane.
0: I almost bought that shirt today from uh, the uh, the Danny Heatley the parody account. It was I was real close to doing it. Um, it, it
6: and Larkin, Larkin scored two goals from the Rockstar Zone today, so <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool.
0: Outstanding. Thanks a lot, Harris. Yeah, uh, man, yeah, they don't have – it doesn't seem like they have an identity right now. Uh, I, I thought in the first period, honestly, for most of the first period, they looked more like their 2019-20 selves uh, than they have all year, just the way they were getting in on the forecheck. And I'll, I'll compliment the fourth line again. I thought it was the Limblom Thompson uh, McEwen first shift. Uh, they got in on the four check and made some things happen. And uh, uh, Couturier's line came in right after that and made some things happen. Uh, they were getting a lot of uh, those, I, the, the second wave four check opportunities where they created a created turnovers and second chances, uh, intercepting breakouts and uh, shutting down breakouts. Uh, I thought they looked a lot like themselves in the first period tonight, uh, that 2019-20 team. And then it just kind of dried up. And, again, the fatigue spot, uh, We, I, I saw it coming. I think we could all see it coming a little bit. Uh, but I, I'm choosing to stay a little optimistic. Like, things are going to come around for this team. Um, They just have to like I'm seeing. Yes, there's plenty of bad and there's plenty of things to point out that are bad. But I think they're starting to show signs of what they really are. And it might take a while to get there again. I think this team might not be what it's supposed to be until January. But we're seeing a little bit of it. Uh, Ryan Christman. Ryan, you are live on the post game. You there, Ryan. All right. I'll drop you if you want to come back in. Come back in. Uh, Let's go to Sean Venata. Sean, you were live on
7: the post game. Hey, what's up, Bill? Thanks for having me. Uh, How are you tonight? I'm doing good, man. I missed the first period, but I I caught the second two. Um, So apparently, I missed when they played well. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: did.
7: (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, you know, I'm a little frustrated by tonight's loss. But when when you add the context to this loss and maybe a couple previous losses, it's really not as bad. But you know it's still as a fan it's frustrating cuz you know the penguins lost and you look around the metro and you're like i want to i want to see them gain points on these teams and-
0: yeah that's it's you can look at it both ways like okay they didn't lose any ground but in a in a division where like a team is going to miss the playoffs by a point or by tiebreakers you had an opportunity to gain ground and you didn't
7: exactly and you, you, like you said you know it's a back-to-back this the dallas was super motivated tonight it's like you said you you might chalk this one in a football schedule up to an l but it, it, so you know looking at it that way you're like i accept it but at the same time i just i really want to see this team dominate because i think they can so we'll we'll see where that goes i, I do think they have room to improve um i did want to talk quickly just about like an optimism like some optimism because I, I still think there's a ton of room for optimism especially after last night and i i I missed a little bit of the the post game the the beginning so i'm sure you talked about carter hart a lot already but i will say man just like that was one of the best goaltending performances i've ever seen in a flyers uniform last night and that must just feel that must be what it feels like to watch a vesna performance or like Patrick Mahomes be your quarterback or something like that. One player saying, "I'm winning this game." Um, that was, all.
0: yeah. I, I have to rewatch the game before we uh, before we do BSH Radio. Uh, I just if I haven't seen it, I have to go back and see it so I know what I'm talking about and don't sound like a moron. But as of now, I only saw the first period and the last five minutes last night of the third period, uh, and I just it, it was exciting. Like it was. Awesome to see him just step up and make saves against a team that's clearly superior to the Flyers, at least at this point. And he made a. He won them the game. He is the reason they won the game. Having that, that makes them dangerous. Like I said at the beginning of this show tonight, uh, it it makes their ceiling higher. If you think your goalie can steal you games against elite teams, now most teams don't ever reach their ceiling. Like, you know, the Tampa Bay team a couple years ago that set had the best season since like the 96 Red Wings get swept in the first round. Lots of teams don't reach their ceiling, but it raises the idea of what the Flyers ceiling could be. They could be a dangerous team if Carter Hart is this good. And on BSH radio this week, just a heads up to everyone listening to this right now, I am going to pose the question because like with Nicholas, Albe Q Bell getting waved and everything, uh, a lot of questions are being asked about like Ron Hextall's tenure. And there were before. And now we're in a situation like, Man, of his non-first-round picks, none of them are contributing to the Flyers other than Carter Hart and, you can say, Oscar Lindblom at this point. Um, but if Carter Hart is that dude, if he's the guy, like you just said, it's like watching in a, a Vezina contender or watching an elite quarterback. If he's that, is the whole Hextall era worth it?
7: Oh, man. I mean, I look forward to listening, but I would say it is because I've never yeah. seen one before. <laughs> I've never seen a goalie in Orange and Black before. So, you know what? Fuck it. That could be bad for a few years if it means we're going to get a, a, a Vezina-level goalie. I'm just excited to see where this kid goes, man. He looks awesome. I, I'm, I'm all it's, in. I'm all in on this guy.
0: That's What's exciting about this team, and thanks a lot, Sean, is that we think they have the goalie. Uh, there's We can be pessimistic about the offense, I have gripes about the way, you know, the power plays run. We all do. There are things to be down about with this team. But if they have the goalie, man, that covers up so much. Like, look at fucking Montreal last year. That team was no good. But an elite goalie played to his ceiling, and they went to the Stanley Cup final. They had no business being there, and then they lost. But that's... it's just such an important position, and they might really have it. Uh, Dominic Bala, Dominic, you were live on the post game.
5: Hey, Bell, how's it going?
0: How are you tonight?
5: I'm all right. I'm really just here to piggyback off the last conversation uh, you had. But the uh, I was there last night in Raleigh, and uh, I can't. It, Carhartt was just unreal. Just seeing the amount of fans that were, you know, had their head in. In their hands and just in disbelief on the, from the amount of chances that Carolina had. It was, it was absolutely unbelievable. His performance last night. Yeah and, this, yeah, and this
0: wasn't, like – this. Uh, that first – I always remember that first career shutout he had against the Devils, and it wasn't um, – like he made one, like, real highlight save, but it was really just, like, a regular 27 save, nice little performance. Like, last night, they had grade A chances from what I saw, and he was just like, nope. Uh, there was one I, I saw – Right as the power play expired, they caught a guy coming out of the box, gets on a breakaway, and he just snares it. Like, that's a confident goalie. And, man, if he's that good, it's – they could win a lot of games.
5: Yeah, definitely, you know, when we get to the playoffs, it, you know, he'll be a big – you know, he could probably steal a series for us that we have no, you know, business winning. You know, you know, the season's going to, you know, tell us whether we're going to be a top team or a low-tier team or just get in, so – especially in this tough division.
0: No, it is. And uh, we've been watching enough playoff hockey, and thanks a lot, Dominic. Um, yes, you need the 1C. You need the 1D. But goddamn, if you have the 1G, it makes up for everything. And shit, if they have it, this could they could go on a run. They could also miss the playoffs. Like, that's the thing. It's a tough division. You're fighting for you're fighting for five playoff spots instead of seven it's it's a tough format it's a tough division they need to take advantage of games where they you know tonight they play well in the first period and it gets away from them it'd be nice to come away with at least one point and say hey we got we got three out of four points on the on that road trip and just little things like that but i do think we're going to see this team reach closer to its potential as the season goes on. I think this is just the building point for this team, especially since like Ryan Ellis basically hasn't been here all year. He played a couple of games at the start and then was out. Kevin Hayes hasn't been here all year. Tonight was his first game. He's shaking the rust off. Hopefully uh, he gets healthier. He gets stronger and looks more like Kevin Hayes from two years ago. And then, you know, this was a team off to a pretty damn good start uh, without those guys perhaps they could really get something going. Uh,
6: Harris Barnes back on the post game. Hey, Bill. Uh, Just wanted to talk about um, some of the drafting again. Like, obviously, um, like the Carter Hart steal in 2016, uh, great. But, yeah, it just seems like uh, the scouting for the Flyers um, along with Hextall, yeah, some of those picks really kind of hurt now. I mean, you look at Rupsov and – LeBurge and even Ratcliffe to some extent. And um, yeah, like, they, they traded up for Ratcliffe. Yeah. And Hey, look, look who's on the board. J- uh, Jason Robertson, who I'm a big fan of was there outproduced Ratcliffe in junior in the OHL. Um, and then look at the LeBurge and Rupsoff picks. Look who was on the board. Alex DeBrincki, who played junior in the same state as the Philadelphia Flyers, other side of the state. But like, he was a rock star back to back years. Flyers passed on him twice. Um, yeah, I mean, like getting Hart is huge because it's the most important position, but you'd th- think that the Flyers at some point would hit on one of these Braden Point-type steals and uh, it forward, and it hasn't happened yet. And and that's kind of what you need to win a, a cup because look at what Eiserman and Al Murray did in Tampa, and that's why they won back-to-back, because some of the steals they were able to get later. Because Eiserman's first-round drafting, a lot of it was pretty brutal, but his, his drafting later on because of Al Murray – is uh, the head scout? I mean, they got so many draft steals.
0: Yeah, and that's it's it's really something I want to look at on this week's show. Like during the season, we don't have as much time to like dive into that kind of stuff, and you know, they'll just get annoyed with me like wanting to bring Hextall back up because you know why not talk about the season we're in? But looking at the lineup right now, how many of these guys are even Hextall draft picks at all? And none of them, other than Hart and Limblom, are non-first-round picks. Like, Lawton predates him. Uh, Giroux and Couturier, obviously. Like, it's really Proverov Sandheim. Like, that's what you got out of first rounds. Uh, maybe Frost comes up. I think he should. Uh, but right now, y- you didn't – yeah, Allison will be back. He looks like a player, but Allison he looks like a back. guy who's hurt all the time. Like, I-, I like Allison. I really like what he brings. I'm looking forward to seeing him. But there's one thing I know about sports – Guys who get hurt all the time, get hurt all the time. Uh, Maybe he'll be a player. Some guys, every now and then one of those guys just shakes it off and is healthy forever. Cole Hamels was a guy who got hurt all the time, and then suddenly he was healthy his whole career. So, like, that shit does happen.
6: And imagine how much much a guy like Connor Garland would fit the Flyers' lineup and just, like, everyone in Philadelphia would love him, and it's a guy that he – that the Flyers, along with the rest of the NHL, passed on so many times, even though he was a monster in the queue. And the Flyers, what, drafted uh, Dove McFalls ahead of him? Dove
0: McFalls, in, yep, like, he's on in, He's on my list of people to bring in up. In Dove McFalls, where like, are they now, he's a list.
6: mediocre queue producer who's playing Canadian University when uh, Garland got passed over in an entire draft, was a beast that in his D plus one in the queue and he fell into the fifth round just because he's small. Like some of the the drafting the GMs and scouts do because of the size bias, it's insane. Look at guys like Point, De Garland, who fell and should have been way higher just based on their production. I'm I'm a very production biased drafting type mindset. Like, yeah, if you if you have the size and you produce, that's awesome. But if you have the size and that's it, like who really cares?
0: Yeah, and that's like they oh well we can he's a project we can bring him along. You can't teach size. It's like you also can't teach just being good. Like some guys are just good. Like it just if if he produ- if he's produced at every level he's ever played in, my bet is he continues to do that. Like and I think there is like that can be overlooked sometimes a little too much. Yep. All right. Thanks a lot, Harris. Appreciate it. All right. We are uh, fresh out of callers. So I think we're going to wrap it up for the night. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey, wherever there are podcasts and bang content, content, content. You get these post games, they get posted like a little while after I finish them up. Uh, Obviously the flagship show BSH radio, uh fly perbly kelly's pregame show checking out the competition so much content it comes to you basically daily during the season uh you'll love it you won't need to go anywhere else for your flyers podcast needs just search broad street hockey wherever their podcasts hit subscribe and then maybe give us a five-star review too all right guys uh i really appreciate it tonight again sorry i couldn't be here last night would have much rathered talk to you after carter hart's big uh big win against the Carolina Hurricanes, but we got to get in tonight, and I think people got into the show, so thanks a lot. All right, my name is Bill Matz. Till next time, have a great week, everybody.